Welcome to the Ear for Fear podcast, the horror movie podcast that boils and ghouls and dead alike are screaming for. Don't be afraid to listen as Rick and the Creeps bore their way into your brains, slither down onto your arteries, into your still beating hearts. Hi, this is Rick, and this is the Ear for Fear podcast. This is the podcast that talks about scary movies or movies trying to be scary. Today, we're going to be talking about 1978's classic John Carpenter Halloween. And I am joined by everyone's here again. Uh, Darren, Morris, Jake. Welcome all. Thanks again for coming on out. Yep. Before we dissect this quote unquote classic, (laughs) let's do a quick synopsis. Uh, 15 years after murdering his sister on Halloween night, Michael Myers escapes from a mental hospital and returns to the small town of Haddonfield, Illinois to kill again. All right, guys. So again, thanks for coming on out. Uh, John Carpenter's Halloween. And we got to make sure we say John Carpenter's Halloween because that was important because he negotiated to have his name above Halloween. That was John part of the deal. Yeah. yeah. Was it really? Yeah. He got a whopping $10,000 to direct Halloween. But he gets right. all the He gets the, uh-huh, press, yeah. the percentage, I think, at the back end was like 10%. 10%. So he's set, uh-huh. he's set for life. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. doing okay. But, you know, um, uh, I was thinking about this, um, and I don't know, and I'm going to ask this question and you guys don't know, I'm going to ask this. Oh, first of all, spoilers. And I want to plug stuff. Uh, monster movie, man, 13, uh, Jake, a uh, lesser son's ban on Instagram. Correct. That's right. We're okay. on uh, Spotify, Instagram and yeah. Apple music. So yeah. make sure you guys check them out. And Darren, you want to plug anything? No, 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 no. Darren does all the music. I'm plugging that. All right. So so, so choke on that. I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) um, uh, But I was thinking about this watching Halloween the other night. And I've seen it a million times. And, and this warranted a telephone call to my mother. And I was trying to remember when I saw Halloween for the first time Mm -hmm. and I narrowed it down. It was October 30th, 1981. And it was the first First time NBC NBC played it on television. Mm-hmm. Huh. I was nine, and I remember my mom went out with her friend or girlfriends, and we had a babysitter. And I think there was like one or two girls, and they were probably teenagers. You know, I mean, it kind of makes sense, right? With sure, Halloween. sure. And and I watched this movie for the first time. Had never seen Halloween before, and I remember going to bed, and I don't think I got a minute of sleep because I thought Michael Myers was in the room. <laughs> In the closet. <laughs> he was in the closet. He was under the bed. He was in the in the corner. I did not sleep at all. 
And that was my first experience huh. with Halloween. And I remember enjoying it. And it's a different version because it's made for TV and they cut out stuff and then they they filmed new scenes to add in later. And um and but it's that was my first kind of experience with Halloween. Yeah. You know, like I I'm sure that my first, you know, experience with it was probably something similar. I'm sure I was just at, you know, home or or whatever, but for the life of me I cannot remember. It's like I no, remember same here. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember Jake? No. No, when no? I I I watched it again yesterday and it was the first the only time I can remember sitting down and watching it front to back, but I had seen all these scenes before. Other than that, okay. I have no recollection yeah, no. of when oh, I had seen it first. For me, yeah, it was 1978. My sister took me and her, her boyfriend, uh, they took me to the uh, Ceremony uh, 16 Theater. I was nine at the time. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it had to have been that weekend right before Halloween or, or, or pretty close to it. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't pinpoint the exact date, but. But it was around that time. It was around that time and it scared the living mm-hmm. shit out of me. Did it do what it did to me? Like, dude, I could sleep. I, I, was, I was fucking scared. Well, it's, it's the first <laughs> scary movie I've ever seen with, uh, without closing my eyes. And I had to cover my ears because the music affected me so much because it, it's just it's like a beast of its own it, it yeah. is because if you remove the music from this movie you're right. it's not as yeah. it's not as scary or suspenseful Mm-mm. like I, right. I mean you take it away which i watched a documentary the other day right they took the music out because i think john carpenter represented this movie to whoever and they go this isn't scary yeah well he did it and didn't have the music on it yet Right, and as soon as the music hit on, and you put it on there, it was just a whole nother beast, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a whole nother yeah. movie, and it just wouldn't be scary. Right? Yeah, the music yeah. doesn't. Music's it, it, part of his character for yeah, sure. It, yeah, it, it is. Oh yeah, it is. But I mean, dude, yeah. And I was watching the documentary. It's like at at first release, they it didn't. They I think they had so many like um, prints made up, mm-hmm. and it was like a, a, a it was a, a, one of the guys who was who was part of Halloween, and it was probably some guy in the in the background you know some 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 not gonna call him a producer but someone like that he uh someone at mgm owed him a favor and so he was able to get like 500 prints made of whatever you call it you know reels of Mm -hmm. halloween and because they just weren't sure you know they weren't sure what they had here and then all of a sudden it just it literally just took off right you know and it just became this whole other you know yeah so I mean, anyways, that was my first experience. I had to bring it up because it scared the hell out of me. Yeah. And I couldn't remember, was it 80? Was it 81? And then I, so then I called my mom. She goes, well, I think it was 81. And then I started doing some Google research and it said NBC first, for bro- first broadcast, October 30th, 1981. And I'm like, that's, that's it. Yeah. That's the night think, I watched uh, it. Do you think William Shatner gets any uh, sort of uh, royalties? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Probably I mean, not. I know that they, you know, they. <laughs> Obviously, it's the mask is a William yeah. Shatner mask, but yeah. I'm, you know, obviously they cut the whole the eyes the holes, out, and obviously yeah. they they uh, painted, yeah, you know. But I heard still, did, did though, I hear that they turned it inside out too? I if thought that I read matters. that. I yeah, heard that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it just makes me wonder. They said like they go, it looked nothing like Shatner. I would almost say the mask now, the way they've done it, almost looks more like Shatner. It does. Yeah. Because <laughs> I just looked at it yesterday, and I'm like. <laughs> That was what made me think. Yeah. I'm like, I wonder if Shatner yeah. got his hand. I think, in the but for me, it's not enough for me to have put that together myself. Now that I, once I know it's William mm-hmm. Shatner, I look at it, I can tell it's oh, William yeah. Shatner. I don't know if I would have put that together yeah, myself. Maybe you're right. Yeah. yeah, maybe you're right. Well, I certainly didn't when I first no. saw. No. Oh no, right. no, no, no. no. Yeah. I remember the mask scaring me. It's a scary mask. Yeah. And and the fact that they did this whole movie in like a month on three hundred thousand dollar budget is just it's crazy because I mean they were using like Friends like 
like they were literally calling up their friends and they would come on set right. and they would sleep there and they were making zero money. Yeah. Like I think the guy who played the shape made what was it? Twenty five dollars a week. Yeah. I think I think twenty five dollars a week because they were friends. They were uh, friends. They went yeah. to from USC. USC. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, he's the shape or, you know, right. but then the scene at the end where it's like the mask comes off, it's a completely different person because they wanted it to look a certain way. Well, there it was, he was played by five different people. Oh, in the first and, and okay. even, even Tommy Lee Wallace that we met at the Sinister Oh, Con, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was, uh, he was Michael Myers when he was uh, crashing through the closet. The closet door, yeah. yeah. Which <laughs> is funny because, I mean, the, the little boy's character's name is Tommy. That's not coincidental. Why do you suppose they use that many... Uh actors uh, because i i want to say for different shots and they didn't have uh certain people for different days like maybe oh, it was like because, a scheduling thing because it was a small crew you know it's like oh i'm gonna go send uh you know nick had to go maybe pick up his kids or something that day so maybe they, they were had, all mm. doing everything literally yeah. like even deborah hill's hands were little little uh michael myers yep. in the clown outfit grabbing the knife out of the drawer oh, interesting. Yeah. correct yeah oh. yeah and they all had to do stuff whatever they needed well i think yeah. i had talked with you about this before um th- th- i actually like stuff like that i like it when there is such a limited budget mm-hmm. you know in my line of work as some of the best work i've produced um is when I'm given a super tight budget and boundaries and limitations, and then I have to figure out a way to. Yes, it's, it triggers your creative brain. You have yep. to figure out how to make this work yeah. without unlimited resources. Makes sense. Right? I always mm-hmm. love like the raw aspect of something like like a it, whether it's a band or if it's an actor. When I see them or hear them for the first time, it's like oh my god, it's so it's so raw to me. And then all of a sudden they become popular, and then I just don't like them as much. <laughs> That's funny. They, they yeah. can, Jake, they can attest to this. I, yeah. I'm so weird about stuff like that. Like I'll watch, like I'll see a band and I like them, and I'm like, oh man, this is cool. And then everyone else likes. Them. I'm like, wow, oh, they fucking suck now. I don't want. <laughs> they sold. It out. doesn't mean that they're still not good. Or well, the I think act- one of the phenomenons <laughs> there though, and and it's no knock on you. I think everybody yeah. does this. Is it no longer fits in your back pocket? Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's no longer uniquely yours. Now yes. the masses like it, and now that it's no longer unique to you. Yeah, yeah. I think there's definitely an it. element to that. When I was in high school, and we all liked underground music, and there was always that element that as soon as a band got popular, they had sold out, and it it was always very apparent to me that. Now it no longer belongs to me and me alone. It belongs to mm-hmm. everyone. And I don't like sharing. Yeah. So. All right. I like that. That's yeah. that's me. I don't yeah. like sharing yeah. shit. <laughs> and there's also the old the old trope that you you have your entire life to create your first record or your first movie. And yeah. then you only have a couple of years to come up with your next one. So yeah. it's true. true. I mean, true. it's true, right? I mean, because I mean, you know, it, I, right before this, John Carpenter did what? Assault on PC-13, which right. I don't know what the budget was on that. It couldn't have been much. And and then you get this one. Okay, that's 300,000 is not a lot to make a feature film. Right. Even if Even it's then. 1978, I mean, you, you know, you do get creative and then all of a sudden, oh, okay, it hits. And I'm like, Hey, you know, Halloween was great. Here you go, Mr. Carpenter. Here is the fog or here is whatever escape from New York. And then you got like now this massive, it doesn't mean none of those movies are still good. Cause they're great, but right. maybe you're not as hungry or something. I don't know. The fog you know? still felt uh, low budget. Yeah, it yeah. definitely did. It, yeah, I think so. I mean, hell, I mean, escape from New York kind of yeah, still know, had a little to budget, follow up on though. Jake's point. Uh, that's the thing that sucks about follow-up movies. And I don't mean sequels. I just mean like, you know, like their next, like their whatever, sophomore effort yeah, or whatever, something. Whatever it yeah. is, whether you're a musician or, or whatever, you know, your art that you're creating, it's like, it's, 
it's always that first one where it's just free and you're just doing you. Yeah. It's, it's when there's success in that, that now, you know, the marketers and, and, you know, uh, maybe entities that are uh, responsible for distributing that, Mm -hmm. you know, now they all have a say. Like a voice, yeah. Becomes more political. Yeah. There's a lot of different things. Everyone has their hand out, right? I mean, because you all, you know. So, so now the pressure. The pressure is yeah. on and, you know, as an, you know, artists don't do well when it comes to that sort of thing. You I, know, I, the, the I pressure agree. Yeah. I think yeah. they can, but it's definitely an, an easy, you know, trip up to make is to, you know, where you're pulling from when you are unknown and you have an interesting life is versus where you're pulling from when you're known and you're around a bunch of fake ass you know, mm-hmm. executives yeah. and things like that. Well, you know, it's yeah. like artists will get in their head, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and- you over, right. You overanalyze it because you're trying, like yeah. if you, if you, whatever your first effort was, unless, let's just say Halloween, it wasn't, but let's just say it was for the sake of the, the conversation. It's, it's like this, this shit. I don't even know what my point was. <laughs> I lost my point. Um, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Just yeah. Pro- I just had a brain fart. Yeah. Probably just, you were just probably uh, going to um, talk about a, uh, you know, the fact that uh, the artists are going to get in their head and they're going to, you know. Th- thank you. Yeah, exactly. it. I mean, you know, when, when it's your, yeah, when it's your first thing, it's like, there's not all these expectations and it's yeah. like, okay, yeah. you know, and now there's these humongous expectations and, and yeah, and it, it does. I and mean, it, 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 a, it could, yeah. It can be a mountain. I yeah. mean, it, it can, the thing can become a beast. Yeah. It, and sometimes it's enough to derail the, the. I don't know, the, the artistic process. Yeah. Or, well, I think, I, mean, I think that's true. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, I guess, yes, the, the pressure comes in, like it's now all this money and there's all these other different avenues that you didn't, wasn't even a thing when you did what you did. Yeah. And so, and now it's like, yeah, you got, you got, you know, John Carpenter could have done because he, because the documentary I watched, he basically had full control here. Well, then now all of a sudden you're doing the fog or you're doing escape from New York or whatever else it is. And now you got a hundred different people saying, well, you can't do this and you can't do that. Or they want to change the script. Change, change this because we don't like this. Or, hey, this actor is my, I don't know, my, my well, uncle's brother's niece. And, and now yeah. you need to. And not yeah. to mention, uh, the artists themselves put put that kind of pressure on themselves yeah. because yeah. I think they're, the ego kicks in a little bit. You when know? you get surrounded by actual professionals, well, when you're surrounded by amateurs, there's no, oh, you can't do it like that. Yeah. There's just, how can we get this done? Anything goes. And yeah. when you get around professionals and probably union crew and things like that, there's no, we can't do it like that. This is right. the proper way to do this. And it's the same way, the one way they do it in the industry. Yeah. Because yeah. I always feel like, you know, when I'm doing a, a design piece, um, I'll finish it. I'll love it. It's awesome. I move on to the, the next project. And there's always something in the back of my mind. Where you want to tweak it? Well, no, 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 no. There's something in the back of my mind when I, when I approach sitting down to do the next project. Oh. Or I get in my head and I'm like, am I going to be able to produce something as good as... Because now yeah. there's an expectation. Right. And there's an expectation okay. for myself. There's an expectation from clients who, you know, often it's a word of mouth. And you know, I got the previous client going, oh, this guy's awesome. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. He, you know, he created the Mona Lisa for me. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, now I've got to perform at that level. And, and it's a lot of pressure. So, yeah. And so I'll sit and sometimes, well, at least early on in my career, it caused some paralysis at times. Yeah. I'd sit there with block for 
you know, days on end until I finally just had to like, I don't know, convince myself, you know what, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be what it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, we you have know. a tendency, right? Yeah. It's kind of nature to, to overanalyze stuff. I know I do it. I do it all the time. I do it every single day overanalyze stuff. Yeah. So if you're, if you're in that position of say a John Carpenter where, oh my God, this Halloween was this damn, am I, am I overanalyzing for the fog? <laughs> you right. know, am I, right. you know, what am I doing here? Am I, you know, and often the audience doesn't even see this stuff. Right. No, I mean, you know what I mean? But I have no, no doubt that he probably experienced uh, all of those emotions on all of his follow-up movies, but you never know it. I know. And You're are right. we coming off like the fog and the thing or bad movies? No, like they're no, not. No, like no, it's because no, we're saying like not, great no, movies. No. These are these yeah. are great films. Yeah. Like, but yeah. you have that band or that director that say killed it on the first time and then the next one was just like the really? sophomore effort. It's yeah. not good, <laughs> yeah. dude. Yeah. Like I mean, like I I mean I could now this is just my opinion. Like the sixth sense was just a brilliant movie, and then he goes and does what was the next movie after uh, Unbreakable? Was it was Unbreakable yeah, his, was next one? his next one? See, I Bruce Willis, which I liked. Right? Was that his Bruce next Willis. effort? See, I hated it. I hate it. I didn't get it, but I know people love it. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, you can't connect with you. It didn't connect with some people just that, you know, it's whatever, man. But anyways, uh, Halloween. Um, I still get watched this the other day. have seen it a ton of times. I still enjoy this movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not his, it's not his, I'm not going to say great, but again, I think we were talking about this ahead of time. It's not as perfect. It's not Mm -hmm. as perfect. I mean, it does have its flaws like any movie that, Mm -hmm. Especially that's what now, 40, I don't even know what, how many years that is, 40-something years old. Mm-hmm. Let's call it around 45. It's mm-hmm. going to have its issues. And rewatching it through the lens of I'm almost 50 versus that nine-year-old who didn't really know much about horror movies, it's vastly different. And I have my issues with it. Doesn't mean it's still not a good movie. I'm not going to sit here and crap on it. Mm-hmm. But I have my my problems with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Darren, as you were saying before the episode, I mean- a lot of people hold this to this high standard, right? They they stick Halloween yeah. on this pedestal, it, and it's almost a almost so much so that um, it, it just it crumbles under its own weight. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. like it's so, it's so revered and romanticized that it just anytime you do that for any reason for anything, it, it's it's not going to be able to to sustain itself it's just yeah it's a good movie it, it's it's an iconic movie mm-hmm. it did a lot of good things for it the did. genre it's a classic i mean you know we it's it's a classic it is a classic horror movie i you know if we took 10 horror movies and we said these 10 are cla- halloween is up there it's, i would have to yeah. say it started a subgenre it absolutely Definitely. started the slasher i mean we could say yeah. we could say you know norman bates was the first but I mean, but I, I to, don't know. to really kick it off and for, yep. for uh, movie execs to make money on this type of uh, subgenre, it, it, it started that. Started with but exactly. like, yeah. But like if somebody were to say today you have to watch a, a Carpenter movie and they lined up a bunch of, uh, of them, I would go to the thing. Yep. Agreed. I would choose the thing every single time over Halloween. If yeah. it's for, well, I guess the, the question was, is it for entertainment value? For entertainment value, it's not the thing for me. I think that the thing is a brilliant movie, but if I want to be entertained, I go to I go to Big Trouble with China Escape from New York. Those are the two that well, resonate with so, me the most. So, but you just made my point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't care what movie it's it is. Not it's, 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 it's not Halloween. It's, it's anything yeah. but Halloween. This is being like one of your favorites, if not your favorite horror movie. It is. Would you go? 
if if like Darren said, I line up five John Carpenter movies. Are you picking Halloween number one? That is the one that you're watching the first. Or first, or for to 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 show somebody that that doesn't know John Carpenter. I just saying as no, a no. whole, if, just 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 for pure entertainment. I'll just say for pure entertainment value. Well, it's it's candy to where I could put it on and and go do other things. And I mean, I could always pick up, but uh, I would have to say his best movie is the thing. Absolutely. For entertainment value. For entertainment value. I'm not Which, saying you're going to be, I'm not saying you're cleaning so like, dishes and and, yeah. and, and do, vacuuming while the movie's playing in the background. Right, I'm right. saying I want to watch a John Carpenter movie and I just want to be entertained, man. I had a long, a long week oh, of work bro. and I just want to, I want to decompress with something. Well, entertain, is entertainment is, is different. But that's what I'm talking altogether, about. Altogether, yeah, it would have to be Big Trouble or or They Live. It, they're, uh, okay. Yeah. It's another right. one. Yeah. Because they're, they're more entertaining. They're not, they're not like, I have to see every single scene to understand what's going on. Yeah. I think ultimately the, that Halloween is more of a concept than an actual film. Now it's, it's become an institution. Mm -hmm. And so when you think of Halloween, yes, you need to see it. Is that the movie that you go to that is going to draw you in? Or is it a movie that you can put on because you're loyal to it and you're going to go do other things while you're watching it? Mm -hmm. That, that mm-hmm. says a lot that if it's a movie that we can put on and while we're doing something else, then you're loyal to that film. But does it hold up as far as great films go? It, no, it's an important film. It's an iconic yeah. film. Yeah. Would yeah. we still say it, it is a great film? Well, it, it started something, but we've moved on from that thing that it started. Right. Yeah. yeah. We Because ha- I, I could argue if, if you know, uh, Darren's daughter, Shaylee, uh, what is Shaylee now? About 15? Yeah, she'll be 15. 15. 15. And she she loves horror movies, but I has she seen Halloween? Oh, of course. Okay, yeah. but recently, at what well, is her? What is her? Because I would almost say yeah, that the thoughts? newer generation would almost laugh at it. She, uh, let's see, uh, probably three years ago. Okay. So I think it, maybe she was probably yeah, she was probably so 12, 12. 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I mean, and and it was on Halloween. And it was on Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I I know her tastes are a little different. The, the the last three years, I think they've kind of maybe advanced a little bit. What do you think? Her did she like it? Did she think it was scary? Because this is the same, yeah, uh, uh, same one that didn't like that thought the light kind of laughed at the Exorcist. Yeah, she did. <laughs> she did. Which, um, so I'm just curious. Like, I mean, blasphemy. It is blasphemy, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, she literally did, man. She laughed. Uh, she didn't hate it. She was not really scared. Yeah, and I, you know, and I, uh, I would, I, I bet you, if I played this for Andrea, and Andrea sixteen, she would not be well, scared. Well, I would have to say today's audience, the today's kids are. I mean, think about where we, where we're at forty years later. Exactly, we're, we're more desensitized. No, absolutely, I, I agree that. Yeah. I agree with that. I, I'm not sure quite what my my point is. Is I'm just I'm trying to. So <sighs> so for Shaylee, the apex, the shining is what absolutely yeah. scared the crap out of her and that is also what is the shining what year that's 1970 is that 80 okay so a couple of years later and it and it and and i and i have talked with shaley about this that scares the crap out of her it really and so yeah. two years later it's not a huge difference so it's still in that in that time frame of you know of of those horror movies i mean it's yeah. not a huge difference yeah. and i guess I've, i just well the thing that when i'm watching Halloween. Halloween, I never get a sense of dread. The Shining, I get a sense of dread. Like yeah, like we were true. talking about yeah. last week with uh, Hereditary. There's yep. always there's that sense of dread that makes you feel uneasy. Yes, 
True. That, yeah. that is the shining. Yes. Yeah. And for me, same like, thing. Yeah. And for me, when it comes to a film and whether or not it has staying power with me that I will go back to it over and over again, it's 100% the characters and the performances. Mm-hmm. What Halloween lacks is strong <clears throat> performances from right. the actors. It yes. is a plot driven film, not a character driven. Right. 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 And that's why yeah. it's, it's okay as an iconic film, as an institution, it's you something it. you need to see, but Good. you're yeah. not going to invest in these people that you're seeing on screen. Yes. So mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's very good. Yeah. yeah. The best actor is, uh, Donald, Donald Pleasant. Donald Pleasant. Yeah. 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 Which and even would, that's a little hyperbolic, you know, yeah, he's, a, little, he's little a little over the top. Yes. I mean, he, he is, um, but yeah, I mean, that's probably it. I think, think Jake, that's probably as close to, as we can get to sort of quantifying. Yeah. What, you what watch the feeling. shining and you're like, Jack Nicholson scares the shit out of me. Yeah. That performance <laughs> yeah. is that, the, 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 out, the overlook scares me just yeah. as a whole. It yeah. just scares me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I feel uneasy. And this you one takes take place the, in a neighborhood. You yeah. can take the music completely. like, like just separate the music, turn off the video and listen to that music. And it's enough. It's yeah. yes, it, it is. It's that uh, drone. Or are we talking about The Shining? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. It's got that drone mm-hmm. music. Um, that drone. I feel like I can't breathe. Yeah, yeah. I can, like I, you're, you're being suffocated. The only other, the only other movie that did that. To, not okay. I, and I love, I love. I'm a sucker for good music. But th- on the lines of The Shining, and this is going to sound weird, but it follows. It was such a low budget movie, but the the music did that to me. I felt right. I felt I, I couldn't breathe. I felt I was suffocating during that movie. Not all the music, but is some that of the it. the STD movie. Yeah, the STD movie. Yes, <laughs> but but the music did that to me. Um, anyways, um, yeah. Well, you know, and we've had uh, we've had talks like just for years, uh, you and I about you know because I know that you hate the remakes. Like anytime somebody makes a remake of a thing, or you know, you don't yeah, really like just, it. Not a know? huge fan of it. I have no issue whatsoever with, uh, with, I guess, some movies being remade. Like, what you know, I, and I'll watch them. I mean, yeah. I didn't really care too much for, yeah. uh, I'm with Darren on that. I, I, so, I'm always interested to see yeah. a new take on a story that I Absolutely. already know. It's, I'm probably not going to like it. It's probably, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not going to take away from the original no, for me. Precisely. And, and especially mm-hmm. for Halloween, because I guess I just don't romanticize it that in that way. Mm-hmm. I'm, I can watch a Rob Zombie version of Halloween and, and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be entertained enough for what it is. I might, you know, here and there, you know, point my mm-hmm. finger and laugh at it or whatever, mm-hmm. but, uh, Fine. And to me, it doesn't take anything away from the scripts are shit. Yeah. It's always a good (laughs) reminder that we have become very technically proficient as a, as you know, society in making films. We're better at making films. We are shittier and shittier at telling stories Yeah, and creating compelling characters. Well, I, uh, I could do a whole episode on Rob Zombie and I won't because I'm going to piss a lot of people yeah. off and Darren Morris know my opinion on his movies. And, and again, I know some people love his stuff and that is fine. That is fine. And I'm not going to go on a tangent. I don't, I don't I, hate I'm him. not, you know, um, but, um, and, and again, I'm not fully against remakes, even though I've probably said it a million times, there are some good remakes. The blob well, comes to mind. So, so you right, know, I mean, so really quick before, before I lose my train of thought on, on this, what what I feel the problem with the Rob Zombie uh, remake of Halloween was he he seemed to miss the entire reason that Halloween actually is effective Worse. the yeah. original yes and that is that 
the mystery. I don't need to know the, this kid's motivations. In my in my mind, this kid's just he's just got his empathy uh, center shut off in his brain. Right. So yeah, because I yeah you know I don't I don't care I don't for, need his I backstory. Yeah, I, don't I don't need, need his backstory. That, that his parents were a lot of exposition. white trash. Or, don't or, need any you know? of that. Yeah. What yeah. happened to someone just being fucking crazy? Yeah. yeah. That's all he's you need. He simply pure evil. Yep. Thank you. Pure evil. And and so and so I don't. Yeah. I mean. I think what bothered me with those, and I, I think I probably saw a few minutes here and there just because maybe it was playing in a background when I was at someone's place. And, and it's like, I just, I didn't, it, I didn't feel like it was necessary, mm. but I guess maybe most remakes aren't necessary. No. I think what bothered me is, is there's a documentary that's out there and you can find it on YouTube where he basically says I would, would not do these classics and then I would not do a remake or I'm sorry, a sequel. And he did both. Yeah, he did both. So yeah, I'm, really. you know, if, if you're, if you're down for doing it, that's fine, but don't contradict yourself. Yeah. It, well, you know, you're going to contradict yourself when money's waved. At that's you. what I'm well, saying. That's, oh, yeah. that's the thing. And <laughs> again, I don't, I don't want to done that. And just, sure. And I've never been in a position of that. And maybe I would do the same thing. I, I, I can't say it unless I was presented with that. Yeah. What I know is if I hear one thing and then you do something else, well, I don't know. And then, and then you give us all this other stuff that just isn't needed. And that's fine. That's your, it was your vision of what right. it was supposed to be. Okay. That's fine. I just, okay. But we can also say the same thing about sequels, especially the sequels to Halloween. Are they necessary? Not no. not at all. No, and I would, no. and I would say that most of them suck. Yeah, yeah. I most mean, of them do suck. two is decent. We're not going to talk about three because it's different. But I love season of the witch, and everyone shits on it. Everyone's fine. It's a yeah. different movie. But I mean, I thought most of the sequels sucked ass. I mean, I lost interest in the Halloween. And the sequels you know? only motivated by money. Yeah, and especially uh, yes. with these with the horror movies, is the first one is always the the only one that you get to watch that isn't aware of itself. Like everything yeah. else, it's a. A franchise that is very much aware of itself, but yeah. you know, to to go on the lines of say the franchises, so you know, let's just throw a few out. Let's say Nightmare on Elm Street, or let's say Friday the Thirteenth. I enjoy because I almost feel like well, they the, follow the mythology, but yeah. they don't. I almost feel like Friday the Thirteenth isn't trying to take themselves serious. No. I almost would argue and say no. Halloween was trying to do something like different in each sequel, but they were yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? It's like, like Friday the Thirteenth. Friday the Thirteenth almost pokes fun at themselves, but they do it in a way that you don't really notice it. Like it slides under the radar. Whereas Nightmare on Elm Street very much becomes yeah. kind of almost a comedy. Yes, yes. Yeah. And Halloween, yeah. I think they just it was just they were just they just weren't good. Yeah, they yeah. were just bad. And I watched the documentary I watched last week. The guy said. Dude, I'm going to keep cranking these things out because I'm making money off of them. Exactly. So, okay, well, at least, I mean, he at right. least admits it. Yeah. I, but, I mean, the I, I I guess I have more fun with the sequels to Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. They became... They're candy. They, they, yeah, and they came became campy. But, again, I don't feel like they were... They took it so serious. Like, they were making this work of art. And I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just going off on a tangent. And it's your guys' fault because someone brought up Rob Zombie. Yeah. And when that happens, I start getting irritated. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, well, he was just the uh, the first director I could think of that did. I well, just, they were they were fleshing out paper thin characters in yeah, the, in the yeah. sequels, so yeah. they had to come up with something that you know Laurie became his sister, you know, sister. or some bullshit. Yeah. That's God. so stupid. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, or there it's, was some kind of cult in, involved, yeah. and that's why yeah. he was was he was. We didn't need these explanations. No, like, none of that. And stuff. even Carpenter says that he because he was you know posed with you know the sequel for the first Halloween yeah. that he, he wrote it on like a, a, what was it? A pack of Budweiser. 
and some cigarettes because, and then the whole, he wishes he never did the whole sister angle because it was never the intention. (laughs) Well, I I mean, in the, in the scene, when they, when they, when they, NBC bought the rights or whatever to show it, they cut out, of course, some of the nudity and some of the, the stuff that could not show on a network, you know, uh, whatever, uh, you know, channel, whatever it was. Then they decided to film extra scenes. And one of the scenes I think they filmed, Morris, you would be able to tell me this. I yeah. think I'm right. But is when they, when Dr. Loomis goes into the room and the, and the, the lady, out wa- the yeah, no, no. When the lady, no, this is, he's already escaped. He's, oh. he's escaped. And then the lady goes, I think you need to see this. One of the workers there and she, and he, she pulls back the door and it says sister, sister. on it. And it's, and it's like, oh, it's because it was tied into Halloween too. But it's, t- t- yeah. that is a, and, and I, and I, John Carpenter would be probably the first one to tell you he sold out. And that was he would and that he, was he his, would admit to it. I, it was money, yeah, you know. That was his um his re uh, his reshot scenes from uh, yeah. Halloween two. Just to just because they needed extra minutes and the version whatever man I I don't know because <laughs> he did film um, he, he did film about twenty five to thirty percent of Halloween two. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, yeah. I didn't know that. I yeah. I, I didn't know. Uh, that. Rick, I, Rick Rosenthal, the the director. Yeah. He. he directed it and it's funny because there's not a lot of blood there's hardly any blood in the first halloween yeah but um with halloween 2 that you know because of the slasher era was yeah. already in full swing that he was told to you know make make it more bloody make it more bloody so carpenter went in there and he filmed all those bloody scenes hmm. did um because him and deborah hill wrote the script for right part two right okay okay all right well Anyway, I guess we could actually talk about the movie itself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. I mean, really? Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, it's still a really good movie for me. I mean, it is, and yeah. and it, it is an iconic movie. And 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 we could say it's, it is the first slasher, and then every you know, then all of a sudden you got the the burnings and the Friday the Thirteenth and all these other ones that just you know the um, My Bloody Valentine, oh, Hell yeah. Night, all of these that just yeah. followed suit, and you know, mm-hmm. so and it's still like it's still a really good movie. I enjoy the movie. It's it's it is still scary. It's still suspenseful, and that's really what John Carpenter was doing. He wasn't. He didn't want it to be gory. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to be all kinds of bloody. I, I want to make a scary, suspenseful, suspenseful. movie, and it yeah. is that. Yep. Yeah. You know, and so it. it I it, mean, things really don't. St- start going on that movie until three quarters of the way in. Right. Yeah. I mean, the whole front half of that movie is it's just him poking out from a bush or like, yeah. like him like us getting to know the characters. Yeah. Yes. Or, or yeah. him like looking, you know, the, what was there like a scene with like the clothes on a clothesline? Yeah, yeah. She's looking out the window down yeah. at him and he's standing. Yeah. Yeah. The clothesline. Yeah. There's a lot of, well, a little of those, right? Like I think the school scene where he's uh, watching Tommy, he's uh, watching Tommy Charlie. because I mean, and see, this he, is why Shaylee didn't, really have an affinity for this movie because it just she's like okay well she wanted there to be a point to it all right like well, like what is his inspiration here what is his yeah what is his motivation what is he doing no Get he's just this, he's just crazy i don't know if it's a generational thing or what it is but she just you know wanted things explained 30 right away. minutes into this movie she wanted there to be a thing to happen yeah <laughs> i can of, i i, I understand that, that. that not really a whole lot you know, and so I would lean to where I'm like, you know, it's about building the suspense of yeah. of it, right? I mean, you, you got to have all this in order to to get that build up, and she's just all like, okay. That's probably why she didn't like The Exorcist because of oh yes. yeah. Yeah. yeah, because there was a lot of build up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, so they say these days too with horror movies that you have to have somebody get murdered in the first five minutes or everybody loses interest. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I think, I think, I think maybe that younger generation. I would think you're right. I think for us, I don't, we don't need that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, well, we we grew up in an era where uh, we learned patience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything, oh, these kids everything these days is instantaneous, Instant, yeah. and yeah. it has become ingrained in their. Yeah, well, that's the social media. I mean, you know, if I all of a sudden I post something and then I get a like, oh my god, it's instant. Oh, cool. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I know when I was a kid and I was thinking of something and I'm trying to figure it out we didn't have an internet to look it up i had to go, go to the library and look at the <laughs> oh, encyclopedia yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. to go find as, out as what kids, was going on we were eating cereal and and looking, reading, the, reading box. the back of a freaking cereal box you yeah. know that was <laughs> well, i think our generation too like our it was when our imaginations got triggered mm-hmm. we were afraid of what we imagined would happen yeah this generation uh-huh. only gets afraid of what they see happen yes mm-hmm. yeah true that's yeah that's a good point it's true um yeah. So, you know, we don't need to go. I mean, I think most people have probably have seen this and I don't want to go scene by scene, but let's uh, we know we know a six year old Michael Myers kills his sister. Yeah. And uh, he goes to a mental hospital for 15 years. But we, and, ha- but we have to say his sister had a boyfriend that was the quickest. Dick dude, seriously, yeah. I was thinking about that because that was like a minute. And no, I'm like, OK, literally. Well, yeah, because now they go upstairs and yes. then literally he's down. Like the light goes yeah. out. He's done. She, Michael <laughs> comes around, goes to the kitchen and then basically he's done. He's and throwing he's, his clothes on I and looked, going down. He's done. Last yeah. night I looked down at my phone when they went upstairs and then I looked up and he was coming downstairs and I literally just said, Jesus, man. What the hell? Well, it's called I mean, foreplay, bro. No, that's <laughs> terrible. But I was when I was when he was coming down the stairs. I see him look back, and it, and it was. And I'm of course I'm looking into this. I know I am, but it was like, do you think it was just like ah, I got her? And that was now, it. That was I it, think right? So, yeah. Well, he, he was kind of he turned into a, kind of a dick after that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We I all do, do. I do like this. Um, <laughs> the, at the beginning of the. <laughs> No, we don't. Not all of us. Um, I don't know. Um, oh, when uh, I, I love this, in a, and I think in the documentary they're talking about this uh, camera they were using. I think it was called a Panaglide or something. Yeah, Panaglide. Where, yeah, where it's basically this camera is attached to you, and and I don't know if they were the first to do it. It was one of the first. One of the first. Mm-hmm. Where where you're you're we're seeing this through the eyes of say Michael. Yeah, and we're moving. You know, we're moving through the house as him, and I. You know, and there's something Dude, about you can't trust a clown. You, can't, <laughs> you no, just no, can't you, trust you, you can't. Um, but I, I, I again, I it's something rewatching this that I always thought was it was just uh, very cool and very very kind of eerie, right? Like I, I, you know, if I see someone walking, if I'm watching a movie and I see them, it's different than just that. It's like Jaws, You're right? It's that yeah. not knowing. It's mm-hmm. that you know, yeah. and so it's more effective. And I and I felt it was POV. Yeah, the yeah, POV. Yeah. And it's cool. I, I read this somewhere and I had read this years ago or seen it years ago. And, and it really hit me when I watched it last night was that you're inhabiting the character. You're inhabiting the killer. And if yeah. you think of a killer who has a compulsion that he can't stop to kill, well, you're along for the ride, too. So mm-hmm. you're you're part of it. You're participating in that murder. So you're kind of getting into the headspace of a killer who can't help but kill you're there you can't look mm-hmm. you know you can look away but you can't stop this thing that you're actually yeah. doing as a viewer that's uncomfortable yeah that's yeah. not a comfortable feeling mm. yeah it's like being john Malkovich. 
Yeah. Yeah. John Malkovich. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I do love the crane shot, you know, and I, and I know they were kind of, you know, uh, I don't know if this was, it was stylistic, stylistic. Yeah. Where the, the parents are just sitting there and I, I rewatching it yeah, going, Jesus Christ. It was like five minutes. It's like, they're not going <laughs> to sit there and look at him with blood dripping off this knife for five minutes for this crane. It's a cool crane shot. It's just, I wished it would have been, done. Right. I don't know. It was to be pulled back and with yeah. the music and it's supposed to be, you it's know, a frozen moment in yeah. time. It, it is. Yeah. It is. But rewatching it now through this lens, I'm like, Oh my God, really? Cause the parents, like the, the mom would have been, oh my God, my she, God. Yeah. I know she would see the blood on the yes. knife. Like, what the hell happened? The dad went, damn, Michael, what did you do? You know, all yeah. these things. And it's literally, would, it's Michael. Yeah. It would have been better if, like, they it somehow froze. You know, it's like some freeze forever. Freeze well, I think they just, you know, as movie making uh, got better and better, they've learned to do a better job at yeah. a freeze frame moment. Yeah. Well, plus it. I think they they shot that scene as like like a play would do. You know, the plays do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You think that was the intent there? Oh, it was. Mm -hmm. That was the intent. Okay. Well, then it's better. Then I like that better. Then. (laughs) And it was good that you know they 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 didn't need to show us you know everyone's reaction to to everything that they're seeing. It's that that's it's giving you that moment to run through that in your own head. Like wait wait till they get inside. What are they going to see? I think the reactions implied. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you're right. Um, so fast forward 15 years, uh, look, Michael escapes people, (laughs) but you know what? That, that really creeped me out as a kid. Um, the the scene when they're, they're talking, they're setting it up, you know, you have Dr. Loomis, you have the nurse and the nurse. Yeah. And they're in the car and it's pouring down the rain. And as they, you know, he's he's setting up talking about, you know, the Thorazine and, Mm -hmm. you know, not standing. And, you know, that's the point. Cause this was his 21st birthday. Yes. So this was a court thing. Correct. I'm going to assume, right? He's right. going to court. Right. And they're, and okay. they were moving him. Yeah. Yeah. They, I don't for think the, he was for the purpose of going in front of the judge. Right. Because he's 21 now. So you're Correct. treated differently at that age versus Maybe. 18. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, Pause. I'm trying to understand what's happening. You know? Well, I think weren't, weren't they um, also going to move him to another place of another facility? I don't know. That was mo- the idea. Was that, that, that the idea? Okay. Him, yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. That's Be- why they've got the bars on the back of the station wagon. Right. Yeah. Because there's, you know, I think uh, Smith's Grove was not like, um, you know, in, in later sequels, of course, it's like a lockdown place. But he was actually going to a place like the the sequel, the, the 2018. Oh, the 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because Smith, Smith's Grove wasn't quite like that. But as they're driving up in the rain and it's dark. And then you see you know, all these hospital all the gowns. Oh no, that's scary. Yeah, it, it, that it reminded me. me of of Night uh, Night of the Living Dead sixty eight. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. that was the very first movie I ever saw as a child, <laughs> and that fucked me up. Just seeing uh, a, a, somebody in a hospital gown in a field, kind of, <clears throat> kind of. It, oh no, like like it, it follows. Yeah, you know, it's just no, it's, it's just it's scary. unsettling. It is it's scary, and the rain coming down, oh, and yeah. the music kicks in. Oh no, it's it's it is scary. Yeah, it's not like not scary. I mean, it does. It still it still gets me. Yeah, you know, and then him jumping on the car, and, and you know, but I mean, him the, you know, the driving off thing. Uh, look, for the sake of the movie, we'll just let it go. Even though I don't want to let it go. <laughs> Like how in the hell did he hop well, in the car? Okay, hold on a second. How do you learn to he drive? Hops, he hops in the. I can't. I just. I have to bring it up. Look, and and I understand. I mean, it's it's just the movie, but and we're supposed to suspend belief. Okay, fine. But the dude hops in a car. 
He's never driven before and drives 150 miles to his hometown. But like, he's there's a, no GPS. There's no Thomas Brothers guides. What is what is how is he getting there? It's the the, the evil's drawing him. The home. evil's drawing him home. <laughs> okay. no, but, but I think about this too. So when I was how old was I? Uh, I think I was 14. Yeah, I was 14, and my parents were gone, and I took the car out for a drive with my friend, and obviously I hadn't been through you know, uh, Driver you know drivers, yeah, drivers yeah. training or any of that mm-hmm. stuff, but just watching your parents drive six year old, Michael could have just watched his parents so, drive. So your argument, okay. And I'm just, I'm, I'm just not trying so to understand. No, no, as- I'm just trying to understand. So you think that when he was six and he was in the car with his parents and they were driving automatic. that he could have, he could have learned that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an automatic. It's not, okay. it's not like so it's a stick. How did Dustin Hoffman know how to count cards in rain man? <laughs> like maybe it's just one of those things that, he memorized the drive there when he was six years old. And mm. I mean, yeah. I, I pulled that out of my ass and I admit <laughs> I, that. But. I mean, sure. I can get on board with that. I mean, it's plausible. I mean, I'm, shit. So, I mean. <clears throat> not to get mundane, but I always just thought always in movies, there are some plot devices that you just need to suspend belief. Yeah, yeah. you're right. They went about this. They had, they had to get him from <laughs> point A, <laughs> point A, to point B. Yeah. Okay. How are you going to do that? And I highly doubt in 1978 yeah. Um, yeah. That, that they were thinking that anybody was going to poke holes in yeah. that. We're just, yeah. we're just yeah. being critics. I know. Now. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like but how, the, I mean, yeah, any action true. movie where a person who's probably never held a gun for can suddenly pick right, up a gun yeah, and, yeah, and like kill Rambo, somebody like, with it, right? And, yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Fine. I'll let it and go. He's and 21. at least they call it out in the movie too, right? They, yeah. They, they there do is the Plus, I mean, how hard could it be? I mean, he is an adult at that point in time. All right. There's a there's a wheel to to okay. Yeah. There's two pedals. Yeah. I mean, how hard could it be? Start start I, he might have hit some he, okay. stop signs that's, and some <laughs> that's mailboxes. Okay, so that's know, fine and, for the fact that he's driving a car, but getting 150 miles. Well, no, and then driving not. it around town and too. Driving it around town, and he's putting on the blinker, and he's putting his arm out. Sure. No, I'm just kidding. But I mean, there <laughs> there was there was out. a scene where he was watching using the cars. blinker. Yeah, he was. I think he was using the blinker. I'm like, okay, yeah. he's just yeah. as fucking crazy son of a bitch and he's he's all, all of a sudden abiding armors. by all the yeah. the laws of driving and yeah, just picture know. john carpenter stumbling across uh, he, this podcast uh, going fuck a, you guys man he took an annex course <laughs> and he was in the penitentiary Maybe. hey creep speed kills he did he did right. I, I did look up smith's grove or whatever and had filled it in his 150 miles i was like damn they're right on the money with that well, so he, Listen, 150 miles, he had a long time to learn. To learn how to drive. Right. And and he did stop at 75 miles to kill that guy to get his jumpsuit. So then, okay. Because it said 75 miles to Haddonfield. Okay, it did. Okay. So why the heck? Okay, so Dr. Loomis knows how crazy he is. He's coming to your town, Sheriff. And he's calling him from the payphone. Why didn't you spend 10 extra seconds to go up a little bit and see the dead body? Then you could say, hey, Sheriff, we have a dead body and let's get all of these. Because you had nothing other than the word of the doctor. Well, right. he wasn't looking for the dead body. He was looking for the payphone and he saw what he was looking no, but for. He, right? but, he, but he, he saw his. Uh, he saw the matchbook. The matchbook that was in yeah. his car. Yeah, mm. It was the matchbooks and there's the truck and the truck is. I mean, and he you saw know, the hospital gown. Yeah, it's like, how about I don't know. Let me, let me. It probably it, had Smith's Grove uh, 
like Something. stencil on it, maybe. Yeah, again, for the sake of the movie. I, I It's whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, yes, I don't want to pick apart those little things. Again, it's a plot-driven movie. It right so is. the plot needed to happen. We needed to facilitate <laughs> to keep Michael going. to have the field. So. I know. I can't think of any way to get him from... <laughs> We need to get him to Haddonfield. That's where his home is. Right. Yeah. The house has been emptied for 15 years. It is for sale. And and his his motivation was just to go home. Just to go yeah. home. He doesn't know yeah. anywhere else. He doesn't. He, he doesn't know anywhere else. He, he escapes. Yeah. He can go anywhere. Yeah. He's just going home. He's yeah. just going home. I mean, yeah. that's the that, you know before and, he and, went into the the hospital. That's where he was at. And so I'm going to yeah. go where I feel I guess comfortable. Yeah. I'm going to go to this house. And he did kill somebody to change his clothes. Yeah. But. Who knows if he keep going out to go kill? He just wanted to go home. He wanted to go home. And who shows up to his front door? That's Lori. And and Tommy. And, and Tommy. And you know, and this is again, this is where I want us to talk about fate. And again, I want I want all your opinions on this because we talked about this in the previous episode of Hereditary. Mm-hmm. The things in Hereditary was was it was just they were pawns. It was bound to happen. It was going to yeah. happen no matter right. what. It's just how was it going to happen? It was inevitable. It was fate. Same here with Halloween. Like, look, I mean, you know, Lori, Lori's dad is selling the house. I'm going right. to put, hey, hey, honey, I need you to put the key underneath the mat. They're going to go show it later. Then, then Tommy comes and they walk together. Michael's there, but but Did, I, I think I think had she not gone there. She would have eventually gone there, and he would have eventually followed her, I, even if it didn't happen on Halloween Day. Well, I see. I think I would almost say agree with part of that. I think fate, no matter what, they were crossing, crossing paths. Right. Let's just call it on Halloween for the sake of it being Halloween. Exactly. No matter her and Tommy going to the house and her going to the door and Michael just it, it, he just sees her. Right. And and she's around the same age as his sister when he killed his sister. Mm-hmm. And so then all of a sudden he's enamored by her. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so because she's 17, which is the same yeah. age as his sister that he killed. So was this, was it, so it, was it inevitable? And was this Tommy? And I mean, Tommy that, was there too. That, yeah. That yeah. Same age that mm-hmm. possibly he was when he killed. Well, well yeah, he's a little I mean, bit older. S- similar. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So could it have been chance? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, could it have just, could it have been any other 17 year old girl could have been you know it could have been i I, the reason i bring it up is 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 the scene in the in the in the classroom where you know the teacher asks Lori about fate and she 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 says whatever she i I forget what she says that that, the the author sam a samuels about uh there's there's one person that thinks fate is basically religion it's it's whatever you know and the other the other guy believes that it's a natural element yeah like you know like earth earth and air and and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and i and it's not coincidental to me i Mm -hmm. just don't feel like they they needed some dialogue and and Carpenter and Deborah Hill just said, "Hey, let's just throw." No, I think it was all intentional. So I, it was intentional that they wrote that in there. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so. Is so was it? You know, whether it was her dropping off a key or whatever it was, it was inevitable. They were, you know, yeah, they were going to cross paths, and he was going to, I guess, be in infatuated by her and, and need to know everything. You know, and, yeah. and 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 then everything else, every, everyone else was just collateral damage, right? right. I mean, the uh, what was her name? Uh, was it? Oh God! Was it Annie? Annie Annie speed kills or whatever, and then it was you know. Well, remember we were talking about, and this was maybe a couple months ago. You and I were talking about somebody else had a a separate a separate take on Halloween to where because Annie, you know, showed her interest in and and you know kind of like 
speaking out towards him, you know, like speed yeah. kills jerk, you know, yeah. that his focus was on Annie at that point, because when the two girls, well, yeah, of course he follows both of them home, you know, and he follows, but they're together, but they're together. Mm-hmm. She picks her up, you know, mm. and they're driving around and he's been, he's following both of them. Yeah. When they stop off at the houses, which is supposed to be three doors down, but it's actually it's across, across the street. The street yeah. And it's just the next house over. Yeah. Which in that's reality. Um that he sees Jamie Lee or Lori go into her house to go take care of Tommy Jarvis. And then he sees Annie. His focus is on Annie at that point. It really you know, you're right. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. I mean she's I mean really the first death, right? And, mm-hmm. and he's he's freaking stalking around her house. He's not stalking Lori at this point. No. True, true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then we could just, I mean, so then you think that, huh, that's interesting though. Mm-hmm. So Annie could have been really the focus His new and then focus. everyone else, like when, um, what was her name? Uh, when Linda. Linda, Linda came in and Bob, I think that was her Bob. boyfriend, you know, uh, because they were there, they were there. Mm-hmm. And then Lori came over because she was checking on them. Yeah. So it was just, you know, I mean, maybe, yeah. I mean, I, I could be yeah. because, could be. because Annie was, uh, uh, giving the 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 crown of being Judith Myers on the bed, you know. Good Remember, point. he didn't he didn't put Linda on there. He put he put Annie on there on the bed with the Judith Myers at Stoomstone. That's right, he did, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So maybe really it's just and Lori didn't get attacked until she investigated. Yeah. yeah. So this was really Annie's fault, bitch. <laughs> I, honestly, I think they were well, all yeah. on the list. Yeah, Anybody that came the, along yeah. well, was on the list. As soon as, as soon as Lori, like we said, fate. Yeah. She, as soon as she showed up to that door, that's that her fate was sealed. Yeah. Yeah. And then being Annie and Linda are her friends, of course, she's going to, you know, they're going to be a group. They're going to be, you know, she's going to investigate. Yeah. Had she had been babysitting across <laughs> town somewhere else? Maybe not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. uh, Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, I can't, I'm not going to, there are other plot holes, but I I don't don't want to, yeah, yeah, there's, there are some other plot holes that I, that uh, you and I, we talked about how it was driving in the car. It was light and then it became dark, like within two seconds. I'm like, how did that happen? But I'm like, okay, whatever. That always happens in movies though. So so the Myers house from Lori's house wasn't that far (laughs) of a walk and and you can even rewatch it and her and Tommy talking. Yeah, and, it wasn't. It was just down it, the street. It was yeah. literally down the street. So then, when Loomis is, you know, hanging out to, you know, catch Michael, he just notices the cars across the street at that point. Yeah, and no, then, I know. And yeah. then the, you know, the houses that they're babysitting at is like three blocks because he talks to Sheriff Brackett. Yeah, you know that. You know, it's like I found the house. It's three doors. You know, the, yeah. the car. It's three doors down or, or three, three blocks. Three yeah. blocks down. And he's, you know, running through the neighborhood when he catches the kids. So, you know, oh, yeah, I'll pick you up at six o'clock. You know, Annie talking to Lori. And then they're driving around, probably just driving around smoking weed. They were driving around a while. But, but, it's but like, enough to get to the the hardware store where we know there was a break-in. And then it goes mm-hmm. dark. The, yeah. You yeah. know, of course, it's a plot device. Yeah. To, to keep the story going. But, you know, it's 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 daylight one moment. And then... Next minute, they're in the car and they're pulling up to the house, and it's fucking black. Yeah, I could. I, I mean, I guess I, it bothered me, but I can tolerate oh, that. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's 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 whatever. It's for one me. of those things. Yeah. Um. But I, what what I what 
what was a little awkward for me were the deaths. They weren't, they just were yeah. rewatching it again. Like when Annie dies in the car. I like Bob's death. Bob's death is good. Is a good one. Yeah. Bob's death is good, but Annie's death is is so awkward. Yeah. Like she he's I'm strangling you and she's it's just Well, is, for years I thought he was strangling her, but he ends up killing her with a knife. He slashes he does. her at the very end. He cuts her, yeah. Yeah. Well, why, well I don't know. I, I never I never saw the knife for, for probably like the first twenty five or thirty watches. I I probably never realized that. I think it would have been more effective for me if he just killed her with a knife versus the the strangling. Yeah. And then in the knife, it was odd. Like she was, and it's like this person trying to act like I'm being strangled and it just didn't work for me. It just, it, like I said, it felt awkward. Mm-hmm. And your first one's messy. You know, ask <laughs> so any serial killer. He's building up. He's, first bu- one, he's building up to it. It's huh? not like perfectly choreographed. Your first one's messy. That's <laughs> yeah, true. But even, even, uh, um, even Linda's yeah. was awkward when she's being strangled with the cord. That was awkward to me. I'm like, Oh, just kill her already. You know, Bob seen that was, <laughs> that was pretty good. Was that, that terrible? I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh my God, that's great. But Bob scene is great yeah. because he comes out and stabs him. And because he's well, he had li- practice. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's got his up. technique down. Yeah, but he, don't be tickling or nothing. But hold on a second. My <laughs> argument to that was Bob dies and then he goes and kills Linda. And that's awkward. I'm like, okay. So he's still trying to work out the kinks then, yeah. maybe, is what you're saying? He's like, by the third one, he's like putting on costume. He's like, all right. <laughs> he's got the sheet. And now, he's, yeah. the exact, he's got the glasses. That was a good. That was a good. It's uh, the exact touch. same phenomenon that. <laughs> 150 miles later, he's yeah. able to do the blinker. <laughs> yeah. And he's able to. Okay. He's just learning. Yeah. He's we're learning. learning. We're putting it together. Yeah, yeah. Putting it we're all just, together. I, maybe I'm not giving him enough credit. Yeah. Maybe, I, maybe he's really, really smart and he gets all, and he's just, and it's just, it's just going, it's going through all these motions. Maybe yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. I think there's an element there that his, his point is not just to murder, but to terrorize. And that like, yeah, brings the, the, the stalking, the allowing yourself to be seen right. beforehand. Yeah. You know, it was a, it was a game maybe to him that way because yeah, he could have just murdered them right there. Yeah. Like he could have, huh? But he, I think it was fun for him to stalk. Well, right. I mean, I guess if it, yeah, it's, and that's what he was it's doing. True, in the right. Beginning if you're of the movie. a killer, I can walk into the house right now and I kill everybody, and it's just like that. Yeah. Instead, I'm in the, I'm in the dark and right. I'm in the you know all these little you know doing all these little things. I'm putting a a rake on the door so you can't get out, and I'm doing all these. I'm putting the the tomb the tombstone in all right. all the sheet. Well, he wants the to, sheet's a great touch with right. glasses. Well, he wants to prolong it as long as possible. Yeah, and like even so, he gets the, he gets he gets joy out of it. Yes, yeah. Or yes. even later sure. with Lori, did he miss her on purpose when he was swinging the knife yeah, at her? I, I mean, think he had so. two pretty good shots when she wasn't looking, and he missed. And he missed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, when he kills Bob, and he's he's Bob is basically. You know he's 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 uh, on the wall and yeah. he's and he's looking at him and he turns his head and and it's like of like I don't know if I had a I, I don't know if I had a a, a, a uh, I collected models and I had like all these models set like, up and it was like a it was a hobby for me and I was I was looking at him and I was it was showing me joy and he was pinning a butterfly to uh, yeah it's like a little butterfly collection he was pinning a butterfly. Okay, so mm-hmm. it was just you know yeah. that you know him turning his head and it was yeah. like oh look at he this. was getting like, joy out of that yeah fucking crazy asshole. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what I love about the first movie opposed to any of the sequels or any other iteration of of you know Michael Myers is the fact that we and I was talking to you about this mm-hmm. and I never really said it out loud mm-hmm. before 
but was the fact that he can hear his breathing through the mask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. That. It's scary. Yeah. It's, it's scary. He did it as a child and he's, he's doing yeah. it as an adult. Oh, it, no, it and, is. And, and of course there's moments where he's quiet, but you know, it's, it's, it would be real realistic. Cause like Jake was saying that, um, you know, we're the eyes of him, you know, and we're committing this murder because it's the POV. But at the same time, that's how it would be if you had a mask on. Yeah. You'd be breathing, yeah. breathing your inside a mask and kind of struggling a little bit. You would. Yeah. 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 I mean, for sure. I, I, you know, I know this movie was filmed, I think most of it in Southern California, mm-hmm. but I, I love how Carpenter caught, he, he captured like this small town oh, he did. USA feel. Like if I hadn't known, I mean, I just, Dude, I just block, assumed it was, it was a block from Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. I mean, so again, it's, it's, um, you know, good, it is, is a reflection of, I, I would say good filmmaking, uh, when you can do something like that and convey, convey that because mm-hmm. it felt, it felt like, okay, I'm in this little small town right. of Illinois and, you know, I love the, the, the colors and the, everything that he, he captured throughout the movie and mm-hmm. just, you know, including the music. I mean, it just, it all, it, it works. It really does. We can sit here and I can nitpick shit. Sure. I can, I can nitpick about everything, but it's still, still, you know, he did a phenomenal job with what he was working with. Oh yeah. With you know, limited budget. He did the soundtrack himself, which was highly effective yeah. to oh, yeah. this day. Uh, Dean Kundi with his freaking his shots. It, it, this, this movie shot beautifully. For a low budget movie, oh, it it's, is. It's it's it not is. like any of the imitators that came after it. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. gorgeous. And I, we're critiquing this with hundreds, if not thousands, of other yeah. horror horror movies or other great movies under our belt. Like in 1978, what else did you have to compare this to? Yeah. And uh, Morris, you'd be able to answer that. I don't nothing. Yeah, I mean, you know, if we're gonna say this is kind of the first slasher, it's really the you know, well, mm-hmm. I mean, it was. Black Christmas and there's, you know, Texas Chainsaw, you know, but they're different. Different. Yeah. 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 I think, I think with those movies that you said, mm-hmm. I, I think what happened with Halloween is everyone kind of took all the tropes and, mm-hmm. and, oh, and, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it, it was, was the movie yeah. that, that showed, you know, movie execs that this low mm-hmm. budget, you could, out of a low budget, you can create a lot of, a lot of money. A lot out of, of, out, of out of this little horror film, out of, yeah, let's, but, you know, horror films are great to do. You know, comedies are great to do. You can do them on a low budget and make uh, the most out of your buck. They did that. They did. Uh, I mean, all the slashers of, you know, I mean, 82. I think we talked about that. Yeah. I mean, they're just cranking these things out like nothing because you're going to make money off of them. That's why sci-fi Good or was. Bad, I mean, you're going to make money off yeah. of them, you know. Um, but I just, I, I, I don't know. I like. I like the idea of I, okay that I mean I I never really looked at it like that with with him like yeah maybe this was just enjoyment for him and so oh, yeah. the him him taking his time and, and and he's in the you know he's in the shadows and you're not you know because yeah you could have killed them at any time yeah. yeah and so it's it's not really like you know if it I don't know maybe it's just that that element of you know instead of it's really what you don't it's see a right? of you like know he, you know he's there though yeah like it's that you know you know he's it, not not necessarily say one of the characters. We as the audience know he's there. Well, he took his we time. may not see him, but it's that it's building up that suspense oh, and yeah. to scare us. And it's like, wait, oh shit, where is he? Where is he gonna come out of? You know? It's and, the predator and prey thing. It's that like it it reminds you that we are all 
animals in one way or another. And in every other aspect of the animal kingdom, there are predators, there are the lions stalking the zebras, and they're going about their daily business like they normally do. And then suddenly someone gets snatched. Yeah. yeah. It's pounced. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is the one thing I did want to bring up. <clears throat> And I, and I, knowing John Carpenter, I don't think, not personally, of course, you yeah. know, that'd be kind of cool. But uh, <laughs> uh, the, the, the fate thing that we talked about, did you guys catch in Lori's room, there was a, uh, it almost looked like a picture um, of, of, of a guy. Did you guys catch this at all? This was right above her dresser. No. When I watch these movies again for the podcast, I'm looking for. I'm, you know, sure it's entertaining, but I'm looking for little things that maybe I didn't catch before. And so I caught this and I looked it up and it had nothing to do really with, with, with Halloween, you know, the, the page that I found, but it's an, it's an artist. His name was James Unser and he was a Belgian expressionist. Let me tell you what he was famous for. He was famous for, uh, portraying human, uh, figures wearing grotesque masks oh that was his thing that's not a co- john carpenter that was not a coincidence wow. that was planted there sure wow. you yeah. know and i just thought that was yeah. other than that i didn't do a ton of research on him i did look at some of his work and yeah mm-hmm. it and they have were reminiscent of like what the mask looked like but again i mean he was right. he was it was a long time ago i think it was 1800s early 1900s he was from like belgian or something like that but yeah. i i like those little I don't know, call it an Easter egg, whatever it is. Yeah. I love well, those little filmmaking continuity is what that's what filmmakers mm-hmm. do that, you know, they will put in references to the overall story into their scenes yeah. in order to, I don't know, like bolster an idea. Right. Or, that seems yeah. like such a contemporary thing to me too, that that's something that I would imagine a filmmaker would do now. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't expect it as much in 1978 that yeah. it, I always feel when I'm watching like 80s movies or any of these things that those extras, they're just regular people. They're not yeah. paid actors. Whereas now it, it becomes very apparent to me that everything has a purpose. Everything was placed there by a set director for a specific right. purpose. Yeah. And I wouldn't have expected it in 1978. Yeah. Just yeah. something I had come across. Kind of like a Kubrick had, thing, you know, with the. Well, I was just going to say that. I mean, in The Shining, I mean, good God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, of course. But then again, of course, that director was. Yeah. Anal well, to a fault. Of yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Kubrick was brilliant director, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, from uh, Jack Torrance reading the Playgirl magazine to, you know, the uh, the uh, the food locker that had, you know, the the Indian, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, me, when when I when I rewatch a movie and I've seen it several times, I'm looking for something different, just something I could maybe I don't know, you know, and I and I found that little nugget. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought I'd share it. Yeah. Um, very it, cool. seemed, it seemed very relevant to, to you know. You um, could also talk about like um, sexual repression of Michael and of Lori. Because cause remember, Lori was the good girl. Yeah. She was, you know, she's only in getting good grades, but she did think about, you know, that Ben Tramer guy. She, yeah, Ben Tramer. Yeah. 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 Which I hated the fact that they brought him back for Halloween 2 and that they killed him and it's like, you know, it's just, Oh, cause yeah. Ben Tramer in part two is the one that got burned up. Right. Yeah. When it's it was just, that and it's all, all it needed to be was just the little nugget from the first one. You know, it didn't exactly. need to be like everything had to relate to it, each other with, with part two, which, you know, I, I like, I used to go years of loving that movie. And then now I'm like picking apart even more so. 
as the years go on. Yeah. Yeah, it's not as good. It's okay. Yeah. Um, any other stuff you guys want to chat about? I mean, you know, the kills for the. I don't know. I mean, I think Donald Pleasance is, you know, he's great in this, you know, for what he is. He overacts a little bit, but I think that was, I think it was on purpose. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, what was, didn't they originally want Peter Cushing? He said, yeah, I don't think so. And, and then, then uh, Christopher, Christopher Lee. Lee. And, and then they got, they got Donald. I think the budget was enough to, to have Donald Pleasance doing, but he only wanted to do it because his, his daughter at the time was in a rock band and, and had heard the music from, Assault on uh, Precinct is that yeah, is that what that's you heard? Correct. Yeah, Assault for yeah. Precinct Thirteen, and Peter Cushing or not Peter Cushing, um, Christopher Lee. Years later, after doing the Howling Two, um, you know my Howling sister. Two? Yeah, yeah, my sister is a werewolf. <laughs> Got him. Yeah, which is a piece of crap movie. But he he even said, uh, you know, damn that that was one of the my career choices. I wish I I would have uh, accepted that. It's hard to go, you know, when you hear of other actors that were supposed to be for another role. And I just always see yeah. Dr. Loomis as Donald. Plus. I just, I mean, because yeah. it is, of course. But I mean, I just, I'm like, oh, he just, I thought he did a great job. It was convincing. You know, he does have his little moments where he's, you know, you, what, what, what was the one? You, uh, death has been brought to the small tower. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah. I don't it's know. Kind of cheesy line. Yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. something that, uh, uh he might be a psychologist or some kind of a doctor. Then that's not the language that you know a scientist uses. You know, well, oh, when, evil. Well, yeah. Well, when the boy comes up and what is it, get your ass away from there, Lonnie? And I'm like, get your I just ass don't away from there. Yeah, I just I don't know. I just don't see him doing that. Dude, that almost like, sounded like he was trying poorly to cover up an accent. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Dude, that, that scene always made me laugh. It's funny. It's yeah. a funny scene. It's the next scene you see these kids are just, there's not even, they're just running off. You know, it's just like a run. Yeah. Um, do you think, I mean, probably not, but I, I was, I was towards the end there where, um, I, I think uh, Lori has stabbed Michael with the uh, the, the sewing the sewing oh, he, needle, and yeah. she comes upstairs to see Tommy and Lindsay, and and you know, hey you guys, I got him, and she, and and Tommy says, well, you you can't kill the boogeyman, and then you hear the breathing, yeah, and then you hear the breathing, and it's like, it, and I know there was no sequel that was already planned, right. but it's almost some some foreshadow, and you can't kill him; he's just this, well, just the end shot of yeah. him, like you know, being there and getting shot over the balcony. I mean, any normal human being. Being shot six times well, and, then, she, well, and then falling stabbed. off the balcony. Well, she gets him with the hanger, which was a good shot, by the way. Oh, I mean, and then, the first and then time she stabbed I mean, him in the yeah, in the she chest. stabs him, and yeah, then they the always knife. throw the knife down. It's fine, but I like this idea of you know her. I, I, I love her by the door, you know, and then this because I mean Michael doesn't feel human, right? No, he feels almost like a like a thing yeah. he's like a you know almost like a machine well, or yeah. something and it's and that those movements when oh, he exactly when he and moving and it's just like almost like a robot would do or something when I mean, there's no of, motion when you it's know? out of focus and he's lifting up and then he tilts his head towards her and it's all out of focus but yeah. it's it's brilliant it's yeah there's no humanity there and that's yeah. kind of the point is that he yes. is programmed you might as well be a terminator he is mm-hmm. that's a, funny a that machine say that. that sits up turns to the side yep. like that yeah because one of uh, Carpenter's motivations for creating that character was um, uh, Yul Brenner and Westworld. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he even says it on a documentary. He's, I think I did hear that. Yeah. yeah. Yul Brenner being that, and he was like kind of the, the first Terminator in, in a sense, you know, because he, he's a robot. Yeah. 
And it's huh. funny that when he made uh, Halloween three, he made his his robots. You know, they were all pretty much like Michael Myers. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Michael Myers is is is. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, the the ending always, the the ending always. Uh, I was always trying to like think about the ending, like you know, and you know when he he shot. Yeah, that is the boogie, you know, you know, yeah. and, and then he's gone. Oh, I that one. And, and then there's that, you know, that, that close up on his face on, on Dr. Loomis's face. And, you know, you can kind of sense, mm-hmm. you know, before we even really see it, we he knows know he's still out there. We know. And then I always enjoyed this, these little bits and pieces of, and I never, as a kid, I was like, okay, what does that mean? You know, like they're showing all these different parts of the places of where he's where been he, or where, he's where, been. He, where he could be right and, it, and and i never understood it was scary for me and then i and then i and then i was like i was trying to think about this i'm like well he could be really anywhere right and that's what they're trying to convey well, that's to you exactly is that, what they're he's a bo- he's this monster this evil this the book you know man. and and he could be he could be anywhere and you it's know. like he was here he was here yeah he was yeah. here he was here and then they close up on his house and then it's like okay well that's where he is, but he could be anywhere. Yeah. And yeah, that was never set up for a sequel, but that was, it was to leave you with that. And that was a great ending. That's a great ending. Yeah. But now they always yeah. have to do the Carrie ending and, and yeah. movies afterwards where, you know, like at the end of Carrie yeah. with a hand. And of course they, yeah. you know, with Sean Cunningham, he said, you know, give me a Carrie ending, you know, with the, you know, Jason jumping out of the, uh, into the, the water. Yeah. Out of the water. It's yeah. the Carrie ending. The there was Carrie another ending. movie, uh, totally not like this movie, but the the idea of where you go as an outro visit the places that you've been throughout the film. But did you guys ever see Before Sunrise? Never did see that. No, no. Um, uh, Richard uh, Linklater, Richard really Linklater. great movie. But it's the at the end of the film, like they go back to all the the different spots. Just a quick couple of seconds cutting into all the different locations that these two characters, because they spend the whole movie walking and talking, basically. Oh, okay. But it goes back to all the different scenes, and it's just—it's interesting. It's—I don't—I don't know what it's for, but it sticks with me, and just like it did in this film. Yeah, yeah. it does. It does. It sticks with you. Yeah. Um. What? What? Anything else, you guys? Nothing else. I can't like that. Anything no. else? I mean, I mean, it's a good. It's still a good movie. It's a movie. Yeah. Deserves its it respect. Give it its Halloween. due. Yeah. Every year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, definitely. I, I mean, least. if you haven't seen it, whoever's listening, you should have seen it by now. But yeah. I mean, it's still. It's still. I don't want to sit here and yeah, I mean, I'm, I can find stuff wrong with everything, but it's still a very good movie. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is for what they were working with and what they accomplished. Yeah. It's, it's, it was groundbreaking at the yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Any, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I can't think, Darren, anything else? Yeah. Nope. I can't really think of anything else. I nope. mean, I think we touched on most, most everything. Yeah. Not our standard format, but that's okay. Um, I guess that's it, man. Well, cool. Well, everyone, hey, thanks again for coming out. Thanks Thank for you. having Appreciate me. It. Yeah, Appreciate it. It was, this is our first, well, this is our second time. Thank, yeah. Hereditary was our first doing four yeah. of us, yeah. you know. Um, I have to do more of those. Yes, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I thought it'd be a little harder, honestly, because we've done, before we've only done three. I thought it'd be harder. Uh, it was, no. It was pretty easy, yeah. man. Especially with you guys. I mean, you guys are all great, man. Yeah. I appreciate it, you know, coming on out. Uh, anyways, Better everyone, everyone, uh, have a happy Halloween. Yeah. Happy Halloween. Yeah. This will be coming out right around Halloween. Yep. All right. Everyone take care. Bye. Bye. You listened all the way to the end. We appreciate that. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Ear for Fear Podcast, Twitter at Ear for Fear, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Ear for Fear Podcast. You can also check out our website, earforfear.com. There we list news and events. 
We're available on all the main platforms, so make sure you tell a friend. We hope you come back and get an earful.